would like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Kim Folsom on the line, and she's the co-founder over at Founders First Capital Partners. Uh, Kim, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Thanks for welcome. So, Kim, I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Founders First Capital Partners and how you're helping your clients and your vision for the company. But before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started really in business and as an entrepreneur? Well, um, it was an interesting and exciting journey. Ever since I was an undergrad, I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but uh, through perseverance and so forth, I... um, Started my, my career as a software engineer, worked for a lot of financial institutions, specifically on technology for financial institutions, and then eventually uh, figured a way to start my own company in the crazy dot-com era. And so that was my first company and uh, started, founded, funded, grew six companies. Uh, and then this is my seventh, uh, fa- uh, Founders First Capital Partners is my seventh venture. That's awesome. Um, and, you know, all, all of us as entrepreneurs, we learn from the ups, the downs, the sideways, everything in between. So, you know, um, obviously having the benefit of hindsight now, um, if you could go back and have a conversation with that Kim that was just getting started and kind of give her some advice, what kind of things would you tell her? Oh, my gosh. That's such a great question because that's what the was the impetus of Founders First is if I could go back to the 30-year-old Kim Folsom 25 years ago when she started her first company, I would have had a funding partner like we are at Founders First Capital Partners. One, you're going to make lots of mistakes and you're going to learn. And those they're not mistakes. They're more learning experiences. And don't be afraid to have lots and lots and lots and lots of learning experiences because it's those experiences is what's going to make you a much, much better entrepreneur and deliver value. Um, and that, you know, uh, if you're willing to work hard and, um, uh, you know, uh, pursue a, a valuable problem and always make certain that at the end of the day you're bringing value to your customers, that's unique. The rest of it will work itself out. That's awesome. Um, I think that's also a great transition. Let's get a little bit further into uh, Founders First Capital Partners. So um, first off, what's your what's your vision for the company? Certainly. Um, our vision is to help fund and grow a thousand small businesses and put them on the path to be mid-market businesses. So we uh, are focused on four components, um, education, funding, advisory, and growth. And, you know, with those components and uh, the entrepreneurs that really want to grow something significant, um, we're their partner. We've got got skin in the game to help them uh, achieve it and also have a mutually beneficial outcome. Oh, that's awesome. 
Um, so, Kim, I know you've, uh, you know, based off of working, obviously you've grown uh, many of your own companies, but you also work with a lot of others. And there, you know, there's, it's going to be different, obviously, from, um, you know, sector to sector, company to company, size of company. But I know over time when you're working with companies, certain themes apply and they just arise over and over again. What are some of the themes of the mistakes that you find a lot of companies making before they start working with you? Um, the one is people so underestimate the power of uh, solid business financial help and that they do it with a qualified, certified financial professional. Um, they don't have to be a CPA, but if they are a certified, qualified bookkeeper or, chart, uh, or controller, you know, so many failures happen um, because of three things, either they uh, don't manage their cash flow, and cash flow is like blood to the body. Without uh, cash flow circulating, you're not going to survive as a business. The other is you have to have a constant heartbeat of revenue. So, you know, many companies don't have some type of ongoing revenue sales component to continually drive, um, you know, predictable, predictable sales. And then the third is you need to have flexible, relevant capital. That's like oxygen. And there are people who don't understand how to access capital and the appropriate capital that's needed for the stage of the business. And I would say the last piece, piece is profitability is a great thing. And, you know, manager performance to being highly profitable, that's even in the unit economics of business. You do those things, you will have a great business that will provide lots of value to your customers lots of value to your stakeholders, employees, community, as well as to yourself as a owner and founder. Any interesting trends you care to um, to comment on that you've been noticing kind of in your world of business? Um, you know, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much um, emphasis on the tech companies. And as a serial tech entrepreneur, you know, that's such a small portion of the market. Um, but, you know, 95% of businesses are not tech businesses. And, um, you know, there's not necessarily an ecosystem that supports that one. Um, you know, service-based businesses represent over 65% of the businesses that are out there. Um, so that's a large pool. But yet most of the things that are spotlighted and celebrated and hyped are the tech companies. And the third is there's a growing, growing uh, tide of underserved uh, businesses or businesses led by underrepresented founders. And so these um, specific dynamic trends are going to have a significant impact to the economics of the, of the overall business community, even from a small city to a county to the state, you know, and then, you know, aggregate it wide. And I would say the other trend is um, the two, you know, significant capital markets our Silicon Valley, which is always talked about, and the other is New York. But if you're an entrepreneur in either of those places, um, it may be difficult to get access to the right amount of capital to support your growth. Um, and so, uh, you know, those are some of the, the gaps that we're looking to address with Founders First as a national platform being a revenue-based um, investor as well as advisory firm. Can you um, kind of just put a little bit more flesh on, on the concept of what an underrepresented uh, founder or firm is? And the only reason I say that is because some people listening to this may not know they fall in that category. 
Oh, to sure. be fair. <laughs> exactly. And most people, they think it's one, but it's not the other. We categorize exactly. <laughs> this underserved and underrepresented founders that are led by either women, uh, ethnic minorities, uh, members of the LGBTQ community, military veterans, or those folks that are in those second and third or fourth tier cities that are in low to moderate income areas. Um, so all of those are are in those um, underrepresented categories because so much resources are being uh, deployed to the each coast and a small segment sector of tech-based um, businesses. I was fortunate that I had my training as a an undergraduate training as a, a software engineer, but most people aren't software engineers, mm-hmm. um, and uh, but they're starting uh, good businesses. Oh wow! No, I, and I love I love your business model, by the way, and I and I love the fact that in all reality, I mean, and I don't mean this in a good or a bad way. I know there's the social, um, there's the social component of what you're doing, which is great, but it's also um, not. It's also a great business model. It's not from all altruism. I mean, there's some gold in these underrepresented segments that um, they don't that that are that you're essentially mining in terms of helping them, of course, to build you to reach your goal of one helping 1,000 small. Um, businesses become mid-market businesses, um, but some of these businesses would not had they not met somebody like yourself um, if they did not move or have the skills um, to connect with the coast, which isn't necessarily easy. It's not easy if you're in the Midwest, you have a good running business to just walk into, you know, let's say Silicon Valley, Palo Alto, that area, and just start networking in this area to raise capital, even if you have a good model, <laughs> even if you are making money. It's not an easy thing. It's very formidable. Exactly. I mean, I was very fortunate with my six businesses to raise over 30 million in venture capital. Um, but uh, I learned a lot along the way, as I called the, you know, learnings. But I am uh, so fortunate, and I look to, you know, leverage those blessings to help others um, because there's steps that you can go through to get access to different types of capital that can still help you, you know, deliver more value. Um, and so, you know, I am truly looking at uh, leveraging that gift to help, you know, those others. And, you know, these can be companies that are, you know, half million dollar service-based business or, you know, this was talking today to a company that was, you know, seven million based in Vermont. And uh, they have an interesting uh, manufacture of a product that, you know, they're not moving to New York or, or Silicon Valley and they're not a you know, um, software company, but um, they deliver a great value. And so we're going to, you know, work with them to help them get to be that, you know, mid-market company. It could be a 50 million plus uh, company. That's fantastic. Uh, so, Kim, if somebody's listening to this and they want uh, more information on Founders First Capital Partners, um, what's the best way for them to reach out? Certainly. Um, I would suggest three things. One, uh, if you go and you Google uh, TechCrunch, uh, you'll see a, a five series of arc- articles about our investment strategy, which is a series around revenue-based investment. The second way is visit our website, which is foundersfirstcapitalpartners.com. Those four words, um, you've got to look for it. And then the third is uh, feel welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn under Kim Folson. 
Fantastic. Um, well, Kim, hey, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more of your background and uh, tips for success and also the great work you're doing. Um, so love to hear it over at Founders First Capital Partners. Um, to the audience, as always, really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to uh, subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Kim, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you.